Welcome to the Hymn Southern California podcast. This is your host, Paul Butler, and today we are delighted to have Taylor McPartland, CEO of Scale Health, to talk with us about how he helps healthcare entrepreneurs scale up their business. Taylor graduated Whittier College in 2007 and co-founded a data marketing platform in 2010, where he became heavily involved with the growing LA tech community. In 2016, he founded Scale LA, which has recently been rebranded as Scale Health. Scale Health now supports hundreds of startups, works with over 100 investment funds, 50 hospitals, a number of strategic corporations, and local and state federal agencies. In 2020, Scale Health will be opening up additional locations in Orange County, Vietnam, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and other locations across the country. Welcome, Taylor. How are you? Doing really well. Thanks for having me. Well, we're delighted to have you. You have a very interesting company. Uh, it's based on a large amount of networking and collaboration, and you've developed a unique framework around getting the entrepreneur plugged into something called uh, the scale architect. It's a 100-point scale from ideation through IPO or exit. And I really want to hear more about that, and I think your listeners do too. But I think the best way to understand it and to understand the other aspects of what you formed in your, your business is to start with your background and kind of how your thinking evolved and how scale health has really evolved over time. So can you walk us through your background and your story of how and why you decided to launch scale health? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I probably have a very similar story to a lot of other entrepreneurs who, you know, Relatively naively, I, I jumped into the uh, the startup community not too long after I graduated from college, and uh, you know, founded a company, co-founded a company, um, ran that for a number of years, and through that process, I was fortunate enough to to learn a tremendous amount about um, entrepreneurship, about leadership, um, and really about myself. Um, and what I discovered along the way about myself was that I was I was truly passionate about tackling really big challenges, um, systemic challenges that face our, our world and our, our communities on a, you know, on a daily basis. And, but having said that, you know, they're big problems. They're, you know, they're big systemic challenges for a reason. And so I became really passionate about leveraging my, you know, what I had learned um, on my entrepreneurial journey and the relationships that I'd made along the way to empower entrepreneurs who are trying to tackle health and trying to tackle um, these other big uh, systemic issues. And that's really where scale came from. Um, you know, we started bouncing around the idea of what, uh, what an organization focused on the health innovation um, might look like um, based in LA. And uh, we really hit the ground running in late 2017, 2018. And really at our core, what our uh, we are a people and relationship business. Uh, you know, our goal is to, it's really twofold. It's to cultivate and then scale um, health innovation communities to accelerate the, the progress and the impact of, of entrepreneurs that are doing good work for the mind, body, or soul. Um, and then it's um, to lead to healthier cities and communities. So how do you help a startup what would be the first step and does it diverge are there different things they might go through might it be just just networking and collaboration or do you always walk everybody through 
kind of a diagnostic with this uh, scale architect. How does it work for somebody who would contact you? Yeah, I mean, our, our goal is, and you, and you touched on a little bit with our scale architect that we'll, we'll talk more about, but our goal is to really know or identify um, the next perfect step for an entrepreneur and to deliver that, uh, either that piece of knowledge or that relationship to that entrepreneur at the right time. Um, it's a little bit different in each case. It's a little bit of a, a case-by-case basis. We have, you know, within our current membership, we have companies that are at the earliest idea stage. We have companies that are doing many millions in revenue. We have, um, we have you know, seasoned entrepreneurs who are learning about the health industry for the first time. Um, and we have seasoned doctors who are on their, uh, running their first startup. And so our goal in each case is to really take that, that knowledge, take that information that the entrepreneur um, or our, our member um, in this case brings to the table them help them identify their blind spots um, and then help them put together a roadmap that will take them from whatever step they're at now uh, through an eventual eventual exit or IPO so you have uh, uh, started out with a broader focus among a lot of uh, really any any industry and you eventually decided to focus on healthcare. Why the change? What happened that made you decide that healthcare was the place to be? Um, there were there were a couple of reasons, um, Paul. There was, you know, we had always done elements of our work in the health space. It was always an area of, of interest to us. But but you're right. We did start off broader, um, and we focused in for for a couple of primary reasons. One the uh, you know, the life science health space was the only industry in the greater LA area that saw continual growth through the recession. Um, there was there are some amazing accelerators in the LA area focused on health innovation um, and healthcare, but none were really supporting companies for that their entire duration of their of their life. And so, our goal in that case was really thinking: how can we how can we continue to provide value to, how can we fill that gap really? And if a company goes through another accelerator or they get investment from a local uh, entrepreneur or a local investor that's starting to invest more and more in the health space, how can we make sure that that entrepreneur has the resources they need to continue to grow long-term? And, and we didn't really see that uh, need being addressed in the LA area. So uh, we chose to uh, zero in on on the health industry, and uh, it's really where all all the momentum from all the conversations we were having were going. So it just kind of um, you know the more more people we started talking to, the more people we started bouncing this idea around with, the more it became clear that uh, there were quite a few people out there that had been waiting for something like this to exist, and. For us, it was just the right time, right place. And um, yeah, and we were just very excited to, to kick that off and then from there uh, continue to grow. So it really was the biggest gap in what you found in the biggest need. You were just filling that need in the marketplace. And is it a different experience for each entrepreneur when they come into your organization? I mean, it seems to me that part of the great value that you provide 
in uh, Southern California region is just this enormous network of connection where you find somebody who comes in, they have a certain idea and you can connect them with a particular hospital executive or um, right investment partner who is, you've also been involved with, who is looking for just what this startup is doing, or perhaps like you said, the blind spot that the startup may have um, could be really need, you know, this person with CFO experience to come in and help them get a better financial plan, that sort of thing. Is it really custom around what they need um, and uh, different for everybody that walks through the door? It is, yeah. Um, to a certain extent, it, it really is. Our, if you think about us through the the lens of an accelerator or or an incubator, we're, uh, we're much more um, light touch but very long tail. So, uh, you know, we work with, as I mentioned, we work with companies from really any stage that they're currently at um, for as as long as there's a mutual benefit. And and our goal is to really do the blocking and tackling so that those entrepreneurs, those executives, um, those service providers um, aren't spending their time trying to find each other and trying to learn what they don't know, but they can really focus in on... um, on improving patient experiences and, and patient outcomes um, and you know, accelerating the, the growth of their company. Uh, like I say, for some, it's much more, um, you know, they're, they're coming in with a, with a strong business and um, a strong vision for what they want. And they might just be looking for a few key connections, a few key relationships um, that we can bring to the table. And, and for some, it's more um, they're looking for that, that sidekick to be with them the whole journey and, and make sure they're able to stay on the right path and stay pointed in the right direction. So I got to mention you have all stripes coming through the door asking for help. Some people that firmly know what they want to do next and others are that are asking you what they should do next. Do, do you try to apply the scale architect to everybody or do you really uh, just use it for yourselves to understand where people are at and framing up where you're going to take them next? Is it just a small piece of the puzzle? I'm trying to understand the balance between formal and informal uh, in your, in your structure and your startup and how you work with people and whether it is truly 90% networking collaboration or some kind of balanced uh, mix of some sort of diagnosis stage that you go through with entrepreneurs to help them, as you said, see their blind spots or whether most people just need that connection? Yeah, it's, um, I would say it's probably 60-40 on the networking collaboration side and and 40 on the diagnostic side. Uh, Each company that we have come in, uh, we do a formal onboarding with them. Um, We sit down with them, we understand where they're at. We have them fill out a number of questionnaires so we can get a good sense of where their needs might be and where, where their opportunities might be. Um, and then that allows us to plug them into, um, into our architect at a, at the right point. Um, from the, the 60% networking side, I mean, you know, in the, in light of COVID-19, we've really seen strategies around networking and, and just the concept of it change, especially from, you know, a, a face-to-face interaction. So the architect is really our answer to that. Uh, it's, it gives all scale members a, and partners, a, once they're plugged into it, a clear line of sight for who they, uh, where they should be going and 
and who they should be talking to. And from our standpoint, what makes that particularly exciting is that it really goes both ways. We're able to not only help entrepreneurs understand, okay, here, here are the investors, here are the executives um, that you should be talking to or, you know, advisors, service providers that you should be meeting with, um, you know, playing that, that ultimate sidekick role. Um, but from, you know, the flip side of it, we can work with, with those corporations, with those executives, um, almost as a, an outsourced innovation arm or a BD arm, helping them understand what the next trends are in innovation. What are the exciting companies that are coming up that they should be talking to or working with or, or thinking about? Um, so from that standpoint, our, you know, the, the architect is really a, like a process-driven yet multi-sided marketplace where everyone can come together and know they're working with really strong, vetted peers um, on an equal playing field to to drive the industry forward. So tell us about the um, executives in your network and how they participate. Is it um, is this a volunteer thing where you're really bringing uh, together sort of um, – a, a, a virtual network based on uh, the, the uh, uh, t- tell us, uh, help us understand how this comes together with the uh, network of executives that you got. Absolutely. Um, in many cases, it's, it's volunteer. Um, you know, we, what we work with the executives, um, you know, we hold the executives to um, a similar standard that we hold our, our members to, um, you know, we like people coming through our doors that, want to be collaborative, want to be supportive of one another um, and you know, share a lot of the same vision and values for what's possible in, in the health space. So the, the executives that we have coming in are generally coming in because they want to give back. They want to share their insights. They want to um, support um, entrepreneurship and, and allow put entrepreneurs in a position to be able to succeed. And generally the way that takes, and that the way that, uh, takes shape is in two different routes. One, uh, through our programming. So we, we lead weekly programming sessions, um, sometimes twice a week, where we'll bring in a, an executive or a thought leader uh, from the health space or an investor, um, and they'll lead a virtual roundtable. They'll, they'll put on a presentation, they'll answer questions in a very off-the-record sort of way with our community. Um, and then um, on top of that, many of those executives will sit down one-on-one with, with those entrepreneurs, helping them specifically with their, uh, the challenge that they might be going with or, or going through. Uh, from our standpoint, our, um, our goal is to make sure just that those, those connections are able to be made. Um, and then if something more comes out of it, if, there's, um, if that executive chooses to invest or um, you know, explore um, kicking off a pilot or something like that. We're, we're in full support of that, but those are really conversations that we're in the middle of. That is really exciting. I like hearing about that, uh, volunteerism because, um, healthcare, especially these days is unique in the amount of help it needs, especially among entrepreneurs, which should have a, a great impact in future on the, the, uh, healthcare environment going forward. So, when when somebody comes to you um, and wants to obtain 
a membership or get involved. Can you talk to us a little bit about the the cost or burden that they would have to incur to get involved with Scale Health? Yeah, um, absolutely. Our our philosophy has always been we don't want cost to be a burden. We don't want it to be something that gets in the way of of knowledge or opportunity or of um, innovation in this industry. And so we've tried to keep our costs as, as low as possible from a membership standpoint. Um, really, our our entry level cost is about a hundred dollars a month for a company to join scale, and um, and for that have access to our our suite of tools and resources, um, and you know programming the architect, the network. Um, beyond that, you know we we have rarely um, I wouldn't say we never, but we have rarely taken equity in companies, and it's certainly not something that we require of of our members. So we, we definitely differ from most accelerators or incubators in that way. So you had um, a, a physical expansion, but now with uh, recently with COVID, you've gone kind of virtual. Can you tell us about that and, and maybe also throw in the, uh, the interesting story of the Vietnam expansion as well? I'd like to uh, have our audience be able to understand how you guys have gone about growing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Our our overriding philosophy when it comes to growth has been that we we're looking for more pulls than pushes. So we want to um, explore partnering or going into a community that wants us there or reaches out to us and, and wants us to um, see value in us coming to that region or that city. And that's really how Vietnam came about. Um, you know, we had the, the ministry of health from, from Vietnam um, had reached out. They had uh, they had been thinking through an opportunity to um, really accelerate telemedicine um, innovation in in Vietnam, specifically in and around Ho Chi Minh. Um, they had a space. They had um, you know a partnership with with Microsoft and with um, VMed, which is a large medical device manufacturer in Vietnam, and. But what they were lacking was a, a playbook on how to do what we had had been doing. So, so they reached out to us and and asked us if it was something that we were interested in collaborating on, and um, and we jumped at the chance. And it's been it's been a really great relationship so far. And and we have a number of our members here um, in LA that are in talks to explore deploying their technology there, their telemedicine technology and. Um, in Vietnam. So we see this being a really a, a collaborative relationship moving forward. And uh, it's really opened up going, going back to your, your other point about how we have evolved um, in COVID and post COVID um, having relationships like that, or having you know, locations like that in other parts of other cities or, you know, other countries, other parts of the world um, has pushed us to, go to more virtual work um you know it pushed us to really deploy the um deploy the architect um and deploy more use of virtual sessions where members from all over whether they're they're in LA or they're you know um they're in Boston they're in Tel Aviv they're in Ho Chi Minh they can still join in and participate in, in the same conversations at the same level. And even this, this past week, we've had, uh, we led two sessions with, um, 
different healthcare thought leaders, one from one in Seattle and one in Florida. And they've, uh, it was, it was a flawless, um, flawless execution, flawless rollout of, of the program. And, um, so we're really excited about what that might look like moving forward. So how does uh, somebody get involved at this point in, in a virtual way? They just call the scale health office and get plugged in. Is that the best way? Yeah. Um, our, uh, our emails are always up and always on. Um, you know, we, we do have an application process online, but you know, just as easily people are, um, you know, any listeners here are more than welcome to directly email me. Um, my email is Taylor T A Y L O R at scalehealth.com. And, um, we just try to jump on the phone and let's learn about what, um, what the entrepreneurs are working on. Um, executive service providers um and see where we can best provide value well it's been a fantastic conversation i know several people that are involved in your organization who donate their time and um uh, have just really interesting conversations with people who are coming up with great ideas to solve important problems in healthcare. and so i think the work that you've been doing uh much of it i have to say is is basically for free has been just transformative in the los angeles um culture and in bringing people together i think the network and collaboration has been uh profound in bringing people together much more so and you're right it has been needed it has been very needed this has been a very interesting uh, conversation is there anything else you'd like to um comment on or bring up before we go oh i think uh i think i'm good i would i would just you know continue to say that we are um you know we are our home is here in in the southern california area we are we are growing quick um quickly we're looking to work with as many um you know passionate like-minded entrepreneurs and you know partners as we can and so uh, you know more than more than honored to be um invited here to this podcast and um you know anyone from the hymns family that is interested in reaching out or, or getting involved we're we're all ears we would love to look for ways to work together thank you taylor keep going we appreciate having you on good luck thank you Thank you for listening to the Hymns SoCal podcast. This is Paul Butler, your host. Our sound engineer has been Callister Harmon. Mm-hmm.